stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Hi there, it's Zach sitting in. Uh, pretty remarkable day on, on the TV, the state funeral of George H.W. Bush. Um, just a remarkable uh, story about that guy and what he went through and his whole life. Uh, you'll get some more information tonight on Global News. Also uh, coming out today is information. I was just talking to Jock Wilson on Sports Talk with Jock coming up after 7 tonight. Uh, the uh, selection camp roster for the uh, World Juniors was released today. Uh, which is really cool. And most, I think 29 of the 34 names that are on that list are kids that are actively playing in Canada too, of course, being Canadian. And not only that, but Tim Hunter's the head coach. So we have a local connection there and sports talk with Jock chatting with Tim Hunter tonight after 7 o'clock, something for you to look forward to. That is um, uh, a, a Christmas pastime for so many people over the course of the holidays. It's also been a big day today, a couple of rockets going up into space. You don't see that every day, that there's multiple space launches uh, on the TV. And uh, I was talking to Tony King. He's standing in front of the TV, kind of with his mouth open, uh, watching the SpaceX launch today. And and he says, this gets me every time. And Tony's right, like, me every time. Every time I see that. And I don't know, maybe it was, you know, back in the day watching the space shuttle or or what, but it's just, it's absolutely amazing to watch. And uh, University of Calgary has a, has a connection uh, to everything that's been, that's been kind of going on. And joining us on the phone to talk about that one uh, is uh, Giuseppe Iaria. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's okay. That's all, that, hey, that's okay. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> how, how do you pronounce, properly pronounce your name? It's a very difficult name to pronounce, Iaria. Iaria. It's a very cool name, I have to tell you, Giuseppe. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, From the Department of Psychology, University of Calgary. Now, with uh, everything that's been going on up to the space station, uh, they were doing interviews today, which is funny because I can't get cell service in some areas of the city, (laughs) but yet they can have a phone conversation with the space station. Um, So what's the connection with the UFC and what's been going on here? Well, first of all, it's a very exciting time for... uh, uh, for Canada and for Canadians, because today we have a Canadian astronaut who has reached the International Space Station. And, and this is a very big deal because we don't really have Canadians going to the International Space Station every week. So uh, last time, I think it happened five years ago. So it's very, very important for Canada, for Canadians, and for all science that is done um, through the Canadian Space Agency at NASA. Um, the connection with the University of Calgary are, uh, are different and are many. I'm only one of them. There are people doing research on bone density, um, other people investigating different aspects of uh, robotics and engineering. Uh, and what I'm doing, I'm focusing on the brain. So I'm interested in trying to understand what are the effects of microgravity that astronauts experience when they are in the International Space Station on the, on the brain. What is microgravity, then? Well, we call it microgravity, and it's microgravity. It's not an absence of gravity. Gravity is a very natural phenomenon that keeps together everything, including, like, planets. So microgravity is reduced gravity that uh, up to a point where you can actually float, and that's why you see all the weightless, you know, actions going on within the International Space Station. And it's basically created by a very fast, uh, free fall of this uh, um, of the of the station around around Earth. 
I think the station goes to a speed of 28,000 kilometers an hour. So it's very, very fast, and this creates like a, 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 a microgravity. And it, it seems a very cool thing, but it's something that really uh, um, affects our body in many different ways. It affects the, the structure of our bones, our muscles, affects uh, everything, including the brain. So when we hear about astronauts coming back down to Earth, whether they were up for a long time or not, there's some, some symptoms that they immediately start to experience, and it's simple things too, like nosebleeds and all that stuff, the minute that they get back and touch ground. Uh, and, and this is where it goes further, if I understand correctly. Um, in the brain, I can only imagine, and in your heart, you know, as, as everything's circulating around, you know, there's not a lot of resistance up there. No, there is not, and there is not a lot of knowledge on the effects of the of the of microgravity on the brain. Uh, we we know that there will have probably an effect on connectivity of different regions in the brain that we know they are important for, for example, spatial orientation. Right? Um, we uh, astronauts are missing a very very important information, which is given by the vestibular processing, which is gravity. That information is critical for everything that our brain is set for in order to deal with so many different kinds of behaviors. And so when that information is missing, the brain is missing that information. The brain is kind of reorganized itself in a way that is okay and is functional when you are in microgravity. But the problem then becomes a problem when you get back to Earth. And that is true for anything that astronauts experience in, in space. So being a psychologist, that's where you step in, and is that how does it start to affect the behaviors? You said it affects all kinds of behaviors. Are there some specifics that you can share with us about going into space and how your brain starts to rewire itself and go, oh, well, hey, that's not the same. Are there some well, specifics that we, that we start as humans to just naturally happen? Yeah, so I will, I will share with you my, my specific project. I'm a cognitive neuroscientist, so I'm really interested in behavior, but in relationship to the brain. And our project is focusing on the ability to orient within the environment, right? So you make sense of space and you become familiar with space because you are processing visual information, uh, proprioceptive information, which is the information that comes from your bones and muscles that are moving while you're walking, and vestibular information. So we think that when astronauts go to space, they get disoriented and they get some um, um, challenge in terms of finding the way around because they are missing that very important vestibular information. And obviously this has an impact on the brain. So what we wanted to do, we wanted to quantify the effect on the brain so that we can actually prevent that. So we can create some tools that will help astronauts to keep practicing their orientation skills while in space or even before getting there. So it's a, if I understand this correctly, here's a whole new environment. And because the behaviors are different with no gravity, you're not doing the same things. Uh, if I can simplify it, it's like forgetting how to walk. But because you're not doing it, um, your brain just kind of puts that away and forgets about it? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very good way to put it. The, the basic example is that if I, if you and I are in the International uh, Space Station one day and I will throw a ball to you, you basically try to catch it the same way that you will catch, on, you will catch it on Earth. But that would not work because there is no gravity there, so the ball would just get to a constant spin to you. So things that you really need to account for, and it would take, it would take some time for astronauts to adapt to that environment. It usually takes a couple of weeks to really start making sense of how to move within the environment and start doing things. Uh, so it is, it is a very challenging um, uh, uh, thing that they go through, uh, especially because they're coming back. 
uh, and that is that is the major issues. We want to be we want astronauts to be healthy because they're getting back to Earth. Uh, the very simple way to picture this is when you go to uh, space in microgravity, you start losing structure of your bones really? and your muscles. And this is something that makes sense there, right? Because you actually do not need that much mass of muscles and bones. And so in other words, in other words the, brain, the, the body and the brain are adapting in a very efficient way, right? But the problem, the problem becomes a problem because we get back and we need to keep walking and moving around and do things. And so you need muscles, bones, and a certain uh, cognitive functions that are, uh, 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 are, are assuming a certain, you know, healthy brain. That's so, so it makes sense. I mean, here I am, you know, lugging around a 220-pound meat sack all day. I just don't need to worry about that if I'm up in space, right? Yeah. So... This this maybe makes me a bad guy, because when you when you so when you're in space and I throw a ball right, it just comes at the same uh, direction and velocity. That really doesn't ever change. Well, yeah. So the, I, I can't really get into the physics of all this uh, of this movement, but definitely things are experienced in space very very differently because of microgravity. Well, because what the place that I was going to, you see on viral videos online, like when somebody goes to catch a ball and they miss it and it hits them in the face. If I worked at the space station, this is this is insight into me. When astronauts come down, the first thing I would do is start chucking things at them because they would have forgotten how to catch it and that would be funny, which is probably not a great thing to admit, but it's it's perhaps just a great way to play a joke on an astronaut who comes home from well, from the space station because they, they don't even remember how to catch it. Well, let me let me uh, uh, say two things about that. So first of all, they go to a huge, significant training, okay? So uh, they don't go to the International Space Station with one week of training. They train for about two years. And they train uh, in a variety of, you know, um, uh, context. They do a lot of, you know, like a physical exercise in some sort of microgravity as well. Uh, and when they come back, that is the second point, they go to a significant rehabilitation, right, uh, phase, which really rehabilitates them to, to walk and to uh, catching a ball is only one simple aspect of walking. Walking actually can be very, very challenging. An interesting fact that you may find interesting and and your listeners as well, is that there is a very significant variability. Uh, when, you know, usually two, three people come down from the International Space Station, you can see that one is kind of walking, the other one is not even able to hold his neck. And so they went to the same experience, they did more or less the same things, but people are reacting differently to the same exposure to microgravity. That is a very, very challenging uh, aspect of all this research. And that's all happening at the U of C, inside, in alignment with uh, these space launches and stuff that's going on. So this is what's happening in our city. That's remarkable. I, I, it really is. I mean, you don't think of that, right? You don't think of the fact that when an astronaut comes back down to Earth, they can't hold their head up. They, they have to start, you know, like learning again how to walk and, you know, like uh, increase your muscle power, your bone power. They, they exercise two hours a day, right? Um, and still that amount of exercise is like having you sitting on a couch for six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Netflix. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what, what's the hopeful outcome then? Is just to be able to provide what that's going to look like in the future? Well, the outcome is, is uh, the, the hopeful outcome is, is basically trying to really understand what's happening uh, from a behavior and from a neurological perspective so that we can create some tools that will help people to prevent 
some significant effects of microgravity, okay? So I'll give you a very specific example. So if I find out exactly what the neurological changes are, I may be able to create some tools, some cognitive exercise that will make those connectivity in the brain that are really, really important for orientation, very, very strong. I may create some tool that they may be able to use in space in order to keep passing those um, um, uh, neural networks in terms of, you know, like engagement in spatial orientation behavior. And so if I'm able to do that, then the effect of microgravity is less. The recovery from microgravity will be uh, uh, would be easier, so there is a, a significant gain in all this. But this is the this is the main objective of all research that we do with astronauts. Right? We try to prevent problems and try to uh, uh, solve them in a more effective way. I think that is just so cool. Your job is cool. Thank you. Your job is cool, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that one. But you're a doctor. It's Dr. Giuseppe Iria. Iria. Did I get it right? That's right. Hey, hey, I love it. Dr. Giuseppe, Giuseppe Iaria, Department of Psychology, University of Calgary, uh, studying the impact of weightlessness on the brain. And with all the space launches today, there's more to be continued, I suppose, it seems, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. You have a fantastic day. Thank you, and you too. Oh, what an interesting conversation on Global News tonight. Of course, you can see the uh, different stuff on the Global website in regards to the launches. There was SpaceX launch today, plus there was this launch going to the uh, space station. And uh, just really cool. Really cool. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.